Okay, so let's move seamlessly now. Sorry to interrupt your ceremony. It's nothing personal. I just want to devour your god. This is like some gravity's reason. M O L M M. What? Feels apocryphal, but I'll take it. No, it's true. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. I mean, that is made for undiscerning days. I'll just auto tune that. Put a little guitar solo at the end. Perfect. All right. Six hours later. Y'all done got digly pain. You don't got digly pain. No. No. Welcome to another episode of Reno of Men of Low Moral Fiber, the show that replays old games mainly due to the fact that we've just forgotten everything that happens in them, proving that once again this month as we replay a game we played only three years ago. My name is Ben Helms, and I'm joined as always by my big brother and co-host, the thimble to my weed, the Tron to my 3000, Jason Helms. Hey there, Uh, it's Jason Helms. Uh, I know I sound a lot like my brother Ben Helms, uh, we're not the same person to who, though, no matter what you may think. He always says that Arena thing. That's how you can tell the difference. Also, do uh, we do look a little bit at the same around the eyes. Around the eyes? That's what they say. That's what yeah. he that says the in the game, Ben. I wasn't Thank paying you, attention when I played the game, hence the purpose <sighs> of the podcast. Which time, Ben? And of course, no episode of Mumph will be complete without our dearest Fomph, the Captain EO in our trio, and the re- our resident hardcore gamer, Corgan Vaughn. Wow, I don't even know how to respond to that. Like, I like it. Yeah. I just, that's how you just should respond. part of me. Don't think too hard about it. <laughs> Hooter! Hooter! Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. Uh, and we're joined, of course. Well, I don't know why I said of course. And we're of joined course, by a special guest always. this week. A rare in-person guest during the pandemic. Uh, the wife to my me. <laughs> and mother of most of my children, Hannah Jane Helms. Welcome to Men of Low Moral Fiber. Thank you for having me, Ben. Yes. I think we should just pretend like Hannah's always here and like this is nothing out of the ordinary. I've just like, been really right. quiet the whole time. <laughs> she's she's just usually staring at us silently. The odd in our quad. <laughs> Hannah Jane Hell. Ben just edits her out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, good one. Anyway, moving on. Uh, oh, it's like Toby. She's like Toby McGuire in Empire Records. <laughs> Ben's face. What? I don't. Re- I don't know this reference. I don't know this reference. Toby, Toby McGuire in... was in Empire Records. No. He's completely edited out of it. What? Yeah. What? Fun fact. How many yeah. times have we watched? When did you learn this? Oh, like when I was 13, buddy. How did I not know this? <laughs> All the stuff you knew, know. I knew. I don't. Yeah. I, our shared knowledge. You have not what? fully assimilated, I guess. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> One of us. One of us. All right. So today we are talking about the 2017 classic Thimbleweed Park. Uh, Me and Jason and I played Thimbleweed Park several years ago when it came out. And uh, we brought on two more co-hosts to to talk about. I don't know why I'm having some sort of like. Hey, everybody's the 50th episode. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the 50th episode of Mom. Let's talk about that for a second. Ben has short circuited. Uh, This is actually like. 70th or 80th episode but it's the 50th game, game which again that's not even right since last month we did two games in one episode and we've done okay. this game already so it all evens out yeah yeah 50 somewhere so a big fact basically L. we're just lying about all of this and there's nothing special yeah, about this it's episode all a simulation all. <gasps> like <gasps> thimbleweed park in reality okay so spoiler alert uh, I guess if you, say it, if you say it afterwards, it excuses it. It's like saying, <laughs> excuse me after burping. 
It does feel like every time I throw in the spoiler alert, spoiler alert, it's after we've already spoiled yes. it. Yes, Which is just fantastic. Yeah, which I think actually in the original Thimbleweed Park episode that you did, Jason just like straight went right into a giant spoiler out the gate as well. So this That's is great. actually tradition. Very That's on brand. Yeah. All right. So, Corey, Hannah, you both played this game for the first time. Yes. A quick recap. When Jason and I played it, back to us. Uh, I think you two have talked <laughs> enough. I think it's about time for the white men to take over. It's our turn. Will no one think of the white men? (laughs) Jason and I thoroughly enjoyed the game. So feel free to take us down a peg and let us know this wasn't the greatest. This wasn't the Westy 12, possibly, of games. Hannah, what what were your thoughts overall on the game? It was pretty pixelated. It was. (laughs) Well, to be fair, you cleaned up a lot, a lot less pixels than I did. Uh, Specks of dust. True. Yeah. You, oh you my picked... God! Wait, hold on. Can we like harp on that for one second? We can because harp on that I, for an hour. I have in my notes. Did Ben pick up every speck of dust? <laughs> <laughs> every up, every single like, one. I got. I was like, I got all but one. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Incredible. Every I picked one. up like three, and then was like, wait. This doesn't oh. fucking matter. <laughs> That's exactly what Hannah did. Yeah, you kept telling me to pick up the specks of dust, and I didn't want to. Of course he did. You have to. Crazy. That's fair. You, I'm a completionist. I played the game, and then because I don't have any really history of playing computer sure. or video games, you were basically my my game doula. And I was. walked me through the let's, process. Let's talk about that for a moment. You're, yeah, you've never been on the podcast who are you? What's your history with gaming? That's usually where we start with guests. Well, who am I? am your wife. Okay. It's so concerning that you don't know that. <laughs> you, I know we're roommates. Over here like, who are you? How did you get in my house? I know your paycheck goes into my bank account. <laughs> I'm not sure how that started or when that happened, but what's your history with gaming? I know you love video games you play every day. Is that, is that correct? <laughs> no, that's, oh, that's correct. the opposite. Oh, interesting. Keep, yeah. Continue. Um, so I, I was not raised with video games, so they have not played a significant role in my, my life at all. Not even like, like, not like Sonic the Hedgehog or Super Mario or anything or like. None of it. None of it. Wow. Mario Kart. Your family loves Mario Kart. My parents didn't get a Wii until we all had left the home. Right. Yeah. Oh, so that's just like a Thanksgiving Christmas thing. That's like a Thanksgiving Christmas thing. Like that time my mom really got into Lost and we watched the whole season in one day. And now she hates TV. In one yeah. day. So I didn't I didn't grow up with like gaming ever and like had no real interest in it either. Yeah. And then I married you. Whoops. And um <laughs> you tried you tried to include me. I thank you. Yes. You did. You made valiant efforts, but the the memories I have of of you trying to include me in gaming include um, me crying because you kept shooting horses in Red Dead Redemption. I did not that you shoot them. I did not shoot Benjamin. Them. I don't Jeffrey. think you can shoot horses. I did not. I I did not. <laughs> I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Well, hi, Mark. I let. I did not shoot horses. I did not in front of a locomotive, <laughs> and I let the he locomotive kept murdering feel. fake horses. That's fair. I had a horse growing up. I was a horse girl as a child. Oh. That's what they called her. It was on par with the time that we tried to tandem okay. bike. Let's bring it back. Hannah, bring there's, it back. Wow. There's bring no such back. thing as as was a horse girl Man. as a child. Once a horse We're girl, learning. always a horse girl. <laughs> Valid horse point. That's true. Thank you, Jason. That's very true. Um, That's true. And then you tried to have me play, was it like Halo once? And I just... I think it was Call of Duty. Call of Duty. It was... Same, I was same. supposed to be shooting, yeah. but I kept getting shot. Yeah. And I kept dying and became upset and left. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. 
<laughs> go great. So since then, that's relatable to me. That, yeah, yeah. I think we played we played everything. I think I had you watch some uh, Last of Us, a couple scenes, a couple cutscenes that were. You emotional. did. I watched a couple of those. I played the game with the little thread ball people. Oh yeah, that was Corey's recommendation. Oh, mm-hmm. unravel. Unravel. Yeah, we played yeah. that for a couple hours. We liked that. Yep, we did that. Yeah. And I did. I did watch you and the kids play a lot of that Paw Patrol game. A lot of Paw Patrol. Good kids game. Yeah. Okay. So getting to Thimbleweed, why did you say why did you start playing? You want to get into that? I yeah, I started playing because you said, Hey, can you play this game for the podcast? Interesting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so maybe let's get that part and go into playing the game. How did that go? Oh. Well, I I actually I enjoyed it quite a bit. I think one okay. of the, one of the things that I enjoyed about this as opposed to like say the game the Call of Duty mm-hmm. game. The first person shooting. Yeah, yeah. Is that there, like there was no time limit. And so that oh, yeah. helped my anxiety a lot. Mm-hmm. I told you pretty early on, I was like, you cannot die in this game. If you do right. anything, you can undo whatever you like. You can't get right. stuck in this game. Right. And that helped. Yes. That helped a lot. I liked that. It was like, there was a lot of just like exploring and then just, I think the, the structure of the game like the basic commands and whatnot and being able to like engage with other characters and like engage with the environment and pick stuff up and put it down, which is pretty similar to the reason that I liked playing the goose game. Oh yeah. You played a lot of goose game. I Untitled did. Goose game. That's right. I did you, you introduce her to yeah. Goose Island Express? No, but it, we because still have it. Obviously. That's, that's I feel like we have the same hangups about dying and time limits and like not liking people shooting at us. Like I don't like people killing me. That's fair. Yeah. So it's hard to get stuff. I feel like you probably behind that. Yoku's Island Express. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. And it's basically, we played it last year for the, for the podcast. Oh, nice. It's a pinball game that it's like a platformer. So it's like Mario. You're looking on the side of your player. Okay. You're just running around, flipping around kind of like Sonic where you're like spinning and, but there's a better story than Sonic. There's like a whole like, (laughs) civilization yes. that you're trying to restore the balance yes. to and um really good art yeah but it's like pinball mechanics is this your first like one of the like you've never played monkey island or any of the other like lucas arts things either no this was yeah this is the first game that i've i've participated in so and i i also enjoyed it i liked the like the mystery element of like solving the mystery and like going through like the to-do list, I found that very helpful. There's a lot of, to- everyone has their own I separate to-do list. Everybody's got a good to-do list. It's great. I love accomplishing nice. things. Yeah. Checking stuff off. I think, I think Hannah and I have very similar taste in games. Uh, oh, probably. Clickers. I like a slow clicker. Yeah. When, when you got to click too fast, I get scared. Um, you know yeah. that about me. Time limits, dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're safe here. Yeah. Yeah. We also, I think we also played it on casual mode. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that oh, helps good because it was easier for me. Which was weird because Jason and I played it on hard mode or whatever uh, three years ago and so there's significant story beats that are left out on casual mode really interesting and yeah a lot of there's a lot of things there's like don't forget to go in there later and it just never happened or whatever i mean and also the arcade it never worked yeah i I didn't it it never worked right okay i could have sworn we saw something on twitter or david fox told us that the arcade was going to open or something Well, before it wasn't open and now it's open but there's i couldn't figure out how to make it work Yeah, yeah 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 same all right we didn't even go in the arcade did we no no so yeah, start. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Corey? <laughs> well, Hannah, uh, I also enjoyed it. Um, and I'd actually, I downloaded it, <clears throat> I think probably shortly after you guys played it or around the same time you guys played it um, and had it on my phone. So I'd started playing it that way, but I feel like phones are not for games 
Um, that's just not what I use them for. And so I never really, like, I didn't get very far in it because I was like, I would like to be doing other things on my phone. Um, we'll get to the greatest so, game ever invented that I've been playing on my phone, uh, ooh. in a half hour or so, but continue. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I, I'll look forward to that, but yes. this did not particularly, like okay. I was enjoying Fair. it on my phone. It was just kind of like, also, I just couldn't get myself to keep playing it. So it was kind of new. The first like, like actor two or chapter or whatever they, what are they? Are they acts? Part? What do they call them? Parts. Chapter act. I think yeah. parts. I think it parts. just says part in it. Um, okay. All right. So the first few parts I was like, okay, I kind of know what to do because I already did this when I played it on my phone. Uh, when you did this last time, I know that uh, Nick was playing along on Xbox and that he had said, like, it's a little, like, the flow is not the same as playing it on a PC or on a Mac. Yeah. Uh, and I did have that issue for sure, that just kind of the controls were a little difficult because I played it on my Switch. Mm. And then when I was, which I think we'll briefly talk about, but there's another game that just came out a couple months ago that's, like, Dolores-centric. And that I played because it's only on PC or Mac. Right. I played it like that and I was like oh this is so much easier when I can just click everything like this so a little bit of the gameplay was kind of tricky when I was playing it on the switch and that could get frustrating sometimes where I just be like I am just so sick of not being able to like just click on the thing that I want to click or whatever um but overall I thought it was just it was very fun and very clever and funny and so much more adult than I even remembered it being, <laughs> yeah. which I think was kind of a fun element of it, that it very much uh, feels like something you can't have your kids in the room while you play. Oh, <laughs> Explicitly so. Uh, <laughs> Ben's like, oh, weird, I told Whoops. you We played it after they went to bed every night, so I didn't even think <laughs> yeah. about that. But I didn't think of it as like an R-rated game. There's murder. Oh, Ransom. And there's Anything with Ransom. Ghosts. Ransom. <laughs> I get this all... Solid PG thirteen. That's fair. That's right? true. Uh, but R, if you did buy the ninety nine cent DLC where Ransom actually swears, <gasps> is that real? It is. Oh my gosh! Why didn't we do that? <laughs> I don't. Also, know. take all my money. Also, that's a thing. I have discovered how to play the games in the arcade. What? Just now? Well, just now? I, I googled it. Get into that, and also get into hard mode. Three years later, what's what's different about? Sure. It? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There were so many things I forgot and didn't yeah. remember. It was really difficult. I did not enjoy it as much this time. Um, and I think oh, a lot of that's just the surprise, right? Is yeah. gone. Um, you know what's going. It's even more frustrating when you've solved a puzzle before, and right. you can't solve it now. And so oh, I found myself sure. just really willing to use hints. Um, oh, the hintron or whatever it's so called. Yes, yeah, call the yeah, phone the hotline. I was just I was just calling it all the time. Uh, yeah. But to use the arcade first, you have to be playing in normal mode, not casual mode. Okay. Um, That's why we couldn't even get in. Oh, and well, I had all of the tools, it. so I'm going to go reload it and actually just do this. But um, it's it's a very, very fun puzzle. I don't want to give it away, but it's okay. a Monkey Island throwback. Oh, where beautiful. You can, you can find a severed head at one point, and Ooh. as we remember from Monkey Islands, the navigator's head points the direction you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find tools to dig where you might need to dig, uh, should you find anything. Okay. Dude, that's awesome. How long did it take you to play it on the hard mode? Eight hours. <laughs> I'm so bad at games. <laughs> Jason's played it before, too. Though. I played it before, and I was using lots okay, of Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it's just, like, casual mode, I think, took me, like, 
15 hours. I don't <laughs> well, it felt like longer. Um, I always thought I was playing. That longer. helps, right? Yeah. yeah that's, it's, it's, I feel, feel really good about it. It felt. No, I, I mean, if you're just, if you've got an actual, did it actually tell you how long you went? Or yeah, you it says in the save oh, okay. file. That's right. How long you took. I mean, also, sometimes I would be like, and I would stop and like Snapchat for a while or something and just leave the game running. So that probably has something to do with it. But it took me a lot longer than eight hours. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm just bad at puzzles. Yeah. Like, I enjoy it. I'm just Good. bad at puzzles. There were some tough puzzles in here. Yeah. Oh. We had uh, that same experience that um, Jason and I, and we've been talking about since we were kids, which is like, how do you get in the mind of Tim Schafer and Ron Gilbert? Right. Which is like, that's yeah. how you solve the puzzle. That's like the secret to it, which doesn't give you the were- answer. But, but there were a couple of times I specifically thought that, though, that I yes. was like, OK, like either when the solution came up, I was like, if I'd been thinking like, you know, the creators of this game, like when we were playing Broken Age and it was like, oh, I yes. understand how Tim Schafer thinks things like that. That I was like, ah, yeah, no, that totally makes sense. The Hintron thing would tell me and I'd be like, yeah, no, of course. Of course, that's how they were thinking about it. So there's a moment when uh, Agent Ray and Agent Reyes aren't in your party. Right. They're, mm-hmm. they're done with their mission. And so they go home. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to come back. But you're like, what? And so at first I was like, oh, gosh, what am I supposed to do next? And it was really frustrating that they weren't there. I was like, what if I need a tool from their inventory? Right. And I was right. like, wait, wait, wait. Puzzle dependency chart. I don't. Yes. In other words, exactly. I don't need any tool that I haven't picked up before right now. So whatever I'm trying to solve, it's only with new ingredients, because otherwise I could have given it to Ray and then Ray disappears. Yeah. And it would violate the puzzle dependency chart. What's a puzzle dependency chart? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> uh, if you go into ThimbleCon 88, uh, there is uh, Ron Gilbert or Gary Winnick. Yeah. Is it Ron? It, well, aren't they both in there? Yeah, no, Ron's be. in there, and he's the one that gets the uh, the Game of the he Year award. The game of the Year yeah. yeah. And, and, and in front of him is a big poster. And if you have people look at it, they say, it's a bunch of boxes and lines. Probably has to do with something with something to do with computer games. Nerds. Unless you are Dolores, who looks at it and says, yeah. a puzzle <gasps> dependency chart, the, the heart and soul of every adventure game. Yes. Uh, or something like that. So a puzzle dependency chart is you, you make up these puzzles and you say, okay, uh, in order to um, get into the elevator, you need to have Franklin freeze the cake and take it upstairs. Uh, so we've got cake has to be yeah, in ThimbleCon. So ThimbleCon has to be open. So uh, we and these are all the dependencies, right? Right. Right. And so you work those out. It's like, it looks like a flow chart, but it's marking each yeah. of the things a person has to have so that the entire reason for that existing is so that one, the game is actually solvable. But two, LucasArts goes beyond that and makes sure that the game is always solvable. Right. That you right. can't do something wrong. You can't accidentally you can't lose the cake one of those. and then there's sure. no more cake. Right. Which I thought that I did a few times. Hannah, did you have that experience at all? Because I know there was a couple times where I was like, did I not give someone like the maps? Yeah. I know that yeah. like Ray had all of the maps and then she disappeared from my list. And I was like, I didn't give a map to Ransom, you know, like, and I was like, oh, oh, no. What do I do? Did you ever have moments like that where you were like, I, yeah. And I, I had that similar moment, too, that, Jason, that you described of, like, their bus left. And I was like, well, shit. <laughs> all their stuff's gone. I picked up all that stuff. Yes. All the right. specks of Looking dust. at the puzzle dependency chart, and just, like, rationally, that should make the game easier because you have way less variables. Right. But it did right. seem like, what do I do now? 
It's like the main two characters are gone. All my stuff's gone. Yeah, they took all my things. Yeah. yeah. I got very stuck in the in the factory that way for a while where I was just like, Fuck, I don't have any of the things that I feel like I need. And the phone doesn't work. There's no reception. So I couldn't get any hints while I was in right. there. And I had myself completely yes. convinced that I had somehow done an undoable thing that meant that I couldn't get out of the factory. Did you figure out how to how to get hints while in the factory? Oh, yeah, by switching over to uh, Franklin. And yep. he could get mm-hmm. the hints yep. for me. Also, you could leave at any time because the exit door was open. I thought the exit door but, was locked. Yeah, no, it just it closes. And then it reopens, I think. No? Oh, no, it says it's locked. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it was locked. locked. It was locked. Yeah, it was locked. I was like, no, yeah, I. the one thing I will always do is look <laughs> for a damn door. So, oh, that's yeah. 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 <laughs> like, can I get out? Thank you. Yes, please. So, yeah, no, that didn't work. But, yeah, that was where, that was probably where I was the most like, oh, I must have missed something in this game and now I can't. Yeah. I'm just stuck. Yeah, I think that I had that same moment with the phone. I think one of the things that I struggled with was just the logic of characters being able to call and get information that I could use, even though they would have no, like using Franklin to call the, the fan servicing number. Oh yeah. Like using characters to help each other, even though they were yeah. communicating. Yeah. Franklin. Yeah. yeah. That's so tough. for me, for me, just like my internal, like sense of like rules and like Franklin shouldn't know that there's a fan phone right. number. Yes. But, why, why would he call that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's and true. I love that the game addresses that too, because there's so many times throughout the game that I had that thought process where I was like, yeah. this character only knows this because this character knows this. And then, you know, as we've already sort of spoiled or whatever, and you find out this, you know, is all some sort of sophisticated game, basically the exact game that you're playing. Uh, and you become aware of this in the AI, it actually kind of talks about that in um, Chuck. Is Chuck the yeah. the guy yeah, yeah. in the AI? Yeah. 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 In his, like... Well, there's there's two Chucks. Right. AI Chuck. The... the yeah. uh, AI Chuck. The plant. Uh, Uncle... Chuck the plant. Yeah. So he's, he's basically saying, like, yeah, the reason everybody has all the same knowledge is because this is part of a game and there's someone controlling this whole thing. And I was like, I find that oddly comforting that he's addressing this because there have been yes. many times throughout the game that I've thought it doesn't make sense that they would do this. Oh my gosh, Jason, you just mentioned something. So the, yes, there's Chuck the plant. I think there might be multiple Chuck the plants in this game. Actually. Uh, there's one in the library. There's one. Yeah, in the, the oh, there's, a, the- there's a book by Chuck the plant in Madam yes. whatever's mm-hmm. anyway. And so there's several. And then also you just mentioned AI Chuck. Which is another name for, who's in the pillow factory. Another name for a factory is a plant. A plant. Oh. Chuck is a plant. So AI Chuck what? is Chuck. Oh my Did god! Did you just figure my this out then? Well, Jason, Jason just he said he's like well, the other Chuck, and I was like, what do you mean the other? He's like AI Chuck. I Chuck the plant. Somewhere in there, I heard those yeah. words, and I, put I didn't. It together. I didn't get what I was saying. You you got that? Thing. Oh That's awesome. my god! That's insane. And then obviously Luchuk. I thought it was a reference to Luchuk the whole time. Yes, but I think it's. And Chuck the Plant, it's both, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. That's a, that's Those guys. a very good revelation, and I'm proud of you right now. <laughs> Chuck the plant, thank you. Thank you. I literally Pod- just misheard someone. Podcast <laughs> over. Chuck Podcast over. Yeah, 50 oh, games-ish in. That's yeah. We've peaked. That's it. We're out. <laughs> it's been nice. Uh, thank you. I have been Corey. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <it's> been- <laughs> yes. 
It'll be a pirate or something. All right. All right. Any other puzzles or story beats we want to mention before we get to drinks and songs? I don't know. Wait, wait, what else? Wait, what wait, do you wait. guys normally talk you, about? I had one, and um, and then I think I think you two like I, I feel like more time for you two to chat. I just want to hear more yeah. about your experience and all that. Uh, but did y'all have Reyes disappear at one point? Yes. Yeah, and and was like on a um a table, autopsy getting, table, yeah, yeah, autopsy table, yeah. And Ricky um, from Ricky's Cakes came in. Was wait. that who it was? I That's didn't even know it was. that. Yeah, oh I found gosh. a thread. I can't remember what site it was on, but uh, David Fox mentioned it, and it's like a highlighted solution or whatever. It's he's like, randomly generated. This is randomly generated. Awesome. It can be either character, because there was all these theories about like, how do I get Ray's back, or how do I get Ray back? And it was like, this happened at this time to me, it happened at this time to me. And he's like, it's basically randomly. I don't know how early it can happen. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, there's an autopsy. I think it's the coroner uh-huh. or the sheriff. I think it's probably the coroner, though. And it's Ricky come in, manager. and they say something or whatever, and it's on like the CCTV thing with like the staticky stuff. And... It basically is just to, I think we can find the quote. I'll, I'll link to the quote in the show notes. Uh, but David basically says something. It's like just to instill more like creepiness into the game and into yeah. like the whole city yeah. being creepy. Uh, I looked it up where we were playing because yeah, it, it happened to us. And I was like, what happened? Where did she go? It was her, right? Yeah. It was like, yeah, well, now I have to go and get her, her back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it, it was, was after they both disappeared already and we didn't yes. know how to get them back. So yeah. it just felt like we kept losing players over and over. Yeah. For a game where like you really can't, completely like screw it up you can't go wrong it's very good at making you think that you have yeah. lost mm-hmm. something incredibly important uh and that you're like uh what do i do now which is fun and frustrating at the same time which is a challenge as a designer to when you have the the kind of ideal of like your player can't die which is what all the monkey islands other than dying after 10 minutes underwater in monkey island i think secret of monkey island um, yes but other than like the one or two times when you actually can die making a player feel like you're about to die, even though they know that they can't. Yeah. That's a skill. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, I know this. I've played enough of these games that I know that there is some way for me out of this. And yet they have created a game in which that it feels like those stakes are there anyway. Yeah. And mine, mine started with an alert that said, by the way, you can't get stuck. You can't die. Yeah. Yeah. We had a similar thing. Just explore and have fun. So be cool. Settle down. Be cool. Have fun. That's, I'm very good at being cool. Yeah, that's a thing that I have is the ability to be really cool about this. Super fun. Can I I switch, put on my interviewer cap? And I want to have it, Hannah and Corey. Uh, Hannah, most frustrating puzzle. Oh, gosh. Oh, I think it was when I needed Franklin to be able to go to Chuck's tomb. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. And I could not figure out how to get him out of the hotel. And mm-hmm. so then having to figure out then bringing Dolores in and, and having her be able to do some stuff and, and open up the secret passageway. But for me, I just got super hung up on the fact that he was stuck in the hotel and could not leave. And so that that was the most frustrating for me. And I, I think also... Being someone who's not played a lot of games, one of the challenges for me is that even though Ben was sitting with me the whole time, I'm also very much an internal processor. And so I wasn't talking through stuff. I was just going along. Mm. I don't think it was very enjoyable for Ben to watch because I was just sitting there like (laughs) quietly or like sighing exasperatedly to myself. And I had like the hint guide in my hand because I forgot everything. So I was like, well, how did this go again? So I just had the cheats in my hand the whole time. I didn't want you just telling me how to do it, though. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. All right. Yeah. 
But I didn't know if you were stuck. I didn't know like what was like why you were going across the map to do something. Because I had a to do list. I was checking stuff off. I know. Like (laughs) quietly. I mean like big picture while you were doing stuff. But I was like, why is she in the diner right now? She's done everything in here. And you're just like walking around (laughs) clicking on things. Like, do you need help? No, no, nope. Don't need help. All right. (laughs) This makes me miss uh, playing Day of the Tentacle with Megan. Oh, similar kinds of things. Because it was both the don't don't offer hints. Don't like, you know, look over my shoulder. Yeah. And also the, I've been trying this for 10 minutes. Why haven't you said anything? Right. <laughs> I, I can't, I, ugh, crap. Yeah. I would have asked for help if I needed it, but I was just, yeah. also I was just content to like walk around and can I pick it up? Can I use it? Can I eat it? You know. You seem to be enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This also makes me think of um, one of my favorite moments from the last time that you did uh, this game when uh, Jason was talking about how Megan had requested that you compare it to Day of the Tentacle. Uh, and, <laughs> and That should be a segment the in was, every episode. Yeah. The question was, can this be compared to Day of the Tentacle? Uh, to which then you responded, yes. And then you tried <laughs> to move on. <laughs> and then Jason said, I have to live with this person. I should probably say more. Which I think was a delightful uh, response. Yeah, no, if your if your wife asks you a question, you should probably you should probably have a better answer than that. But uh, yeah, that's true. That that, by the way, that is that's my most frustrating puzzle right there. If your wife asks you a question, you should answer it. No, if my my wife asks me a question, what do I do? Yeah, do I answer? There is a correct answer. Do I glare? Do I just stand in the corner? What am I supposed to do? I I don't understand. Choose wisely. Choose wisely. <laughs> Sorry, Cor. Go on. Your your most frustrating puzzle. Um, the frustrating thing, actually, uh, I feel like Hannah and I were kind of in the same position. Where I think the hotel was the first spot where I really like got stuck, stuck, and yeah. that I felt like I kept changing between characters and couldn't figure out what my next step was. And even calling the like hint line. I was getting stuck at the hint line because I didn't even know which of the prompts I really needed. And so it was like, there's one of the prompts that you can potentially like pick is something that's kind of like, I don't see the hint I need here or something like that. And then it tells you, well, then you don't need one. (laughs) Essentially something along those lines. Like, Oh, you don't have to solve that puzzle yet. You probably don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to solve that puzzle. I'm like, okay. But I have to solve something. I don't know what it is. All right, I'll, I'll give you all the correct answer to most frustrating puzzle. Uh, oh, good. Please. Be, yes. Well, actually. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's, and, and it's a trick question because I only just realized it now because you said hotel. Um, and it's not a puzzle. It's a mechanic. Okay. It's the, it's the elevator. Ding. Uh-huh. Ding. Ding. Just slowly moving between floors. As you're like, well, maybe it's in the penthouse. No, maybe it's in the mezzanine. No, maybe it's in the pet. I hate myself. Yeah. <laughs> at, at one point, I had different characters on different levels of the hotel to just oh, switch back sure. and forth Just with. to try to fit. So I would never, well, yeah. never have to use it. <laughs> That's, I absolutely was like, the thing is also when you're Franklin, if the elevator isn't on your floor, at first, if you try to like you know, hit it, it's like, oh, the elevator's not on this floor. And I was like, well, great, now I'm stuck. And I'd bring in another character to, like, put it until I was like, he can zap this, can't he? Yeah. He can He can move it that way. So it's always those, like, you know, you've been trying to do this stupid thing forever, and then 
a day later, all of a sudden it occurs to you that the solution is very easy. But that also part of this, you know, these frustrating things like you're talking about and how I was saying the hotel is so difficult and all that. Most of the time when we play games, I spend a lot of time Googling because I'm like, I I don't I have no idea. I don't yeah. know where to go with this at all. Um, and I did minimal Googling with this, like nice. probably like maybe three times total when I was just completely like. I, even the hint Tron is confusing me. For example, when you're in Ransom's little world, his little storyline, I was trying to pick up the stuff to feed to the hamster. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what to put this in. And I had gone to the popcorn stand. And I was like, there's got to be like a bag or something here. And he just kept telling me this stand has nothing here. It's empty. There's nothing And so I finally Googled it, and it was like, no, there is a bag somewhere, but again, the Switch controls, Uh, you don't have the precision to be able to find stuff like that. And so I was like, okay, now that I know for sure there's something there, I can go and find it. So in my brain, I knew the right thing to do. Right. It was just that the controls made it really difficult for me to find it. I had the exact same experience. Did you? I spent like an hour (laughs) where I just gave up on Ransom. I was like, I'm not doing Ransom anymore. I can't. I don't know. And it was that simple. Just like, oh, it's just that I didn't quite click the right place. That's it. That's the whole thing. But on overall, computers, you yeah. can press the tab button and it shows you everything that can be interacted with. Well, and there's on the switch, you can kind of do that where you hit like the like left shoulder button, but it doesn't show you everything. It only kind of does the things that are in the immediate vicinity of where you like already had it. it. Right. So it wasn't showing up even when I was hitting that left shoulder. So... That was frustrating for me, but it was also kind of fun that I feel like in this game, you can do most of it just from within it. Aside, of course, from spoiler alert at the end, when you also look at the Kickstarter video yes. to get that, that final. Was so good. What that. a great puzzle. So good. I think I Hannah's love response, I think, was, do we have, a, we have to watch a YouTube video now? <laughs> <laughs> but, but Hannah, the one thing I want to say is, Ben and I had watched the Kickstarter video before the game existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, to find out that that original ad you saw years ago was actually a clue to the puzzle was fantastic. This is pretty, pretty great. Awesome. Pretty and great. I'm sure a lot of people had that experience. You yeah, know, of being sure. like, oh my God, yeah. I watched this. This is what got me into this game. And now I get to go back to it and, you know, use that to circle back, which... I guess technically you did you need to do that? Because Ben, you said the first time you played it, you managed to only do Dolores's Dolores ending. Is, yeah. But she does that. She she okay, ties so the she's, Yeah, the she is body. the one who yeah. does that, I guess. So yeah, you yeah. do have to go back on that. But I think that's kind of funny that you also managed to like skip all the catharsis of the game and just totally. go straight to And we did that again this time because you just beat it with Dolores. Mm-hmm. Did you oh, even think you about going to too? Yeah, Hannah did it too. And I was like, I wonder what? if you can beat it with other people. And so I had to go on, I just pulled up YouTube video of all their endings. Okay, good. What? <laughs> did you even think about switching? No. That legitimately did not even occur to me to skip the other endings. I was like, yeah, I got to do all these and then I'll do Dolores. Like, yeah. Didn't even think about it. Didn't even think about it. Nope. I was like, ooh, I'm at a roll. What? I, I got scared that by doing one of them, I would close off the others. Oh, so you have that to That was my only fear is got like, it. if I do ransoms, yeah. will I get all the others? And, yeah. and I, I was able to, and so it wasn't a problem. 
But mm-hmm. every time I did one, I was like, they're still going to be there, right? Yes. Okay. I think I'm so stuck in the mindset of like, you can't die. Like I'm going to experience everything that I'm like, oh, so if I beat it with Dolores, then like if there's other stuff to do, we'll just do it then. I'm so low anxiety playing these games. I'm like, oh, I'll just beat it with this person. And then, oh, it's done. Cool. It's done. What's next? Oh, TV time. Yay. So that's, <laughs> that's why you need something. I need those slow clickers because I've got so much anxiety already. But yeah. you need a horse murder simulator to really get you going. Yes. Oh, I do, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, and mo- most rewarding puzzle. Is that what you asked, Jay? Yeah. Well, the, the one that made you feel the most smart where you're just like, oh, yeah. yes, I figured it out. I don't know what made me feel the most accomplished. I like I found more joy from having like more and more green check marks. It wasn't necessarily oh, yes. a puzzle in and of itself, but it was yes. like, oh, I only have one thing left on the list. I feel like I'm I'm good. So list checking feels very good. I'm with you. I know. I love checking off lists, man. It's such a good feeling. That was the most anxiety for me is seeing all of the red dots on the to do list. Yeah. Um, for for Ray and Reyes early on and just being like, what? Yeah. And. And then to know, since I played the game before, that's only part, like, two. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that they don't even know what they need to do yet. But they're yeah. going to do, like, a hundred things to solve the murder, which they don't even do. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. All right, Corgan, did you have a rewarding thing or anyone? Did you answer the question? Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> uh, most rewarding. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. I'm sure there was something that I was, like, very excited about and I meant to write down, but I can't think of what it was. Um, but ultimately, like I said, it's the the not having to Google the whole time was, um, was rewarding in and of itself of being like, I'm actually just very much kind of staying in the game. So as opposed to one puzzle that really stood out as like, yeah, this is, this is the one, uh, it was more of the overall sense of like, I didn't have to leave the game a whole lot in order to, uh, finish it out. So I think that was kind of an overall sense of accomplishment that I had of being like, yeah, it was just kind of, I was in it. And I finished it early, which normally I am Amazing. up to the wire, down yeah. to the wire, wherever yeah. the wire is. I'm You're like into the wire. Approaching it uh, at the very last minute. And this, mm-hmm. I actually had a couple days where I was like, okay, yeah, no, I, I did this. And I'm and I got all my endings. I did all this stuff. And I was like, this is, I feel really good about it. So the entire... That's it. The entire game gave me a feeling of accomplishment that I feel most of the time I don't necessarily have. Solid. Also, oh, by the way, the way that you were just saying that you were hinting at Hannah or that Hannah was saying you were hinting at her, uh, which can be annoying, I'm sure. But also, I love that that's the way people on like Reddit and stuff like that on the occasion that I did Google stuff. That's how people give hints. And I think that's such a fun part of the entire experience is that people don't want to give it away because they know how the game works and how fun it is to feel like you have some sense of accomplishment with it. And so when someone would be like, I am completely stuck in this particular part, someone would give a hint that was very much like, you know, well, what's a thing that you right. would use for this? Or, you know, they never were like, oh, you just do blah, 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 blah. Yep. It was like, that's taboo. And it's an unspoken rule. You just try to, like, gently lead people towards it just the way the game would. And I think that's kind of a fun thing about the spirit of LucasArts games and everything that sort of has come out of that you know, idea is this, like, you don't want to just tell people what it is. We all want to feel like we solved it. Uh, another website that we've touted a lot is Universal Hint System, where it does that exact thing. Where it's like, how do I solve this? Yeah, and it has the layers of it. 
Which is exactly what the phone does. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love And even if you get all the way through and you don't uncover that last, you know, like step nine and you do that step yourself, then you still feel that sense of accomplishment because you did mm-hmm. a little bit yourself. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a super fun element of the game and the in-game hint system is that you go through so many levels of it trying to get you there before finally that last one that's like, oh, just do this. But and that that's exactly how the community surrounding this game uh, does hints as well. Uh, speaking of the community, I'm, I'm seeing a, a real rough fight right now about the um, the arcade games, where somebody said, "How do I get the arcade tokens?" And somebody did just spoiler, you know, blur it out. Aww. Here's how you do it, and you uh-huh. know, click the spoiler if you want to see. Yeah, um, <laughs> the way you just picked up your cat was kind of ridiculous. Intimate. <laughs> it was intimate. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. We're awful. <laughs> And then somebody responded to that. I spent 20 plus minutes trying to write a hint that followed Ron's guidelines. To quote, Aww. ask for and get hints about Thimbleweed Park. Please don't post spoilers. Help people in a way that gets their mind Aww. thinking along the right path. And you come out with those blurred direct spoilers. In practice, what he could get on any walkthrough online. I've wasted 20 minutes of my life. Oh, <laughs> wow. All right, Jason, did you have any more questions? Nothing. No, All I'm right. good. Uh, drinks and songs? Okay. Let's drink, what's up? This game's pretty fun With frustration When I was all done I just had to question What's the beer, what's the song? I can't always tell I just want to know What game is Westy 12? I'd like to begin by revisiting my drink, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to us. Um, Can we call this episode the mansplain episode? <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> Last time I chose Westy 12. Yes, you uh, did. As like the, the marker of best game ever. Yeah. And we finally figured out what, what game is Westy 12. And I said I didn't like the game as much this time. But I, I think it actually kind of adds up. Westy 12 is not something I want to have every day. It's mm. I want to stand by my original. It is still a Westy 12. And as much as I love Westy 12, what do I want to drink right now? Probably not a Westy 12. It's a little bit early. You know, I'm not, not into it. You know, it's hot. It needs to be a cool night. Yeah. Needs to, I need to be able to take some time, really think about it. It needs to be celebrating a special occasion. You know, all of that other stuff. And so I'm, I'm sticking by it, West E12, and, you know, once a decade. I think w- once every three years was too much. I should have given a little bit more time, returned mm-hmm. to it fresh. Mm-hmm. Gorgon, Hannah, who wants to go first with their drink? I, I went first with the last one. So, okay. Corey, Corey, yeah. All right, my drink <clears throat> this time is, is a good old spiked punch bowl. Because I feel like it's got that like childlike element to it, the wonder of a game that you would have played when you were very young, like Monkey Island and things like that. But it's definitely got that element that is very adult, not necessarily something you can't play when you're young, but one that definitely you know you shouldn't be playing. Uh, so I felt like this really was kind of, it, it engaged that childlike element of me, but also just had that little hint of something PG-13, something that's a, a little taboo. So Spiked Punch is my drink. Especially with the Ransom DLC. Yeah, especially Ransom. That. Yeah. That's amazing. No, I can't believe that exists. It's <laughs> awesome. I totally, yeah, I can't believe they recorded all of those exploits. I thought it was just yeah. from the beginning. Well, and, and. I love that because there were some times where I'm like, there could have been like three different expletives that yes. were here. And I'd really like to know which one he used. No, so you can. That's that. Yeah. Amazing. All right. I, so the, and I wasn't quite sure what the guidelines were. We never for, are. Okay. No, cool. there. Yeah. That's, I mean, <laughs> so, if there are guidelines, no one told me. Yeah. 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 So when I thought about like, what drink does this make me think of? 
and really like leaning into the the first part of the game and kind of like the the murder mystery element of it it made me think of the cup of coffee like the day old cup of Keurig coffee that I reheat that sits on my <laughs> desk every day because because I felt like not like not like that is the game okay. but I thought All like right. what pairs well with this and like I think at one point when Ray and Reyes were like traipsing through town mm-hmm. and it was like it was evening and then it was night and it's just always nice and then it's always night <laughs> yeah and and oh, i was like timeline, does that yeah. like like if we yeah. turn like if we log out like do we come back and it's like the day again and you're like no it's just this way now it's just night. And <laughs> now, so, now it is nightfall and so i just it like as as much fun as it was and as much humor was in the game like i also felt like there's like these kind of like gritty detectives yeah. trying to solve this murder with this body that hangs out in a swamp for far too long. Oh, yeah. yeah. Real um, long time. It was already beginning to pixelate. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. So I just like, I was thinking like, what, what drink would the characters have? Oh, they yeah. probably mm. have like a tepid cup of reheated coffee. Nice. That's totally what they would serve in that diner too, for sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's probably what Corey misses about her old mm. job. She loves Keurig coffee. Uh, <laughs> that goddamn Keurig <laughs> uh, Did you want to get into your song? I can do my song. I picked a different one, though. What did you tell me before? Oh, okay. So it doesn't matter. Well, okay. Nothing matters. It's Once listening. again, Ben's listening skills are yeah. exemplary. I listen. I just don't remember. Hear anything. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I picked a song called Oh, Dolores by... Oh. A band called White Horse. They're a band that you and I saw in Sacramento. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. Husband-wife duo? Yeah, and they opened for Noah Gunderson. Yes. Anyways, just the the chorus of it, I thought, really fit with the character of Dolores from the game. And it says, Oh, Dolores, the city's calling out your name. Oh, Dolores, they're calling you the Queen of Pain. Oh. But Chuck talks so much about how Dolores has hurt him. Oh, yeah. And, like, betrayed the family. And she, like, left Thimbleweed Park to go become a game designer and hurt her family. But they called her name. Is that one of the lines? Yeah. So she called her name and she came back to the city in the set in the last. Yeah, yeah, nice. And then she has to endure all of that pain. But Chuck knew that she was going to be strong enough. That's what he says over and over. I know you're smart enough. I know you're strong enough. He left the hints for her. Yeah. For you, yeah. For you are the queen of pain. Nice. Well done. As Chuck says. Yeah. All right, Corgan, what's your song? Um, my, my song uh, is 21st Century Digital Boy. What? Oh, what a great song. I just feel like it's almost so on the nose that it, it feels wrong. But is it, I mean, is it because you're post Christian? Okay. <laughs> so you believe it's a bad religion? Yes, that's exactly it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, because you know you've got a song about uh, this basically sort of neglected youth and the life in this 21st century time that's you know 
inundated with so many different distractions and whatnot. And it talks a lot about, you know, my mommy's on Valium and like, you know, all this distraction that these family dynamics have uh, while also being in like sort of wrapped up in this idea of like digital culture and whatnot, which is exactly, I mean, these, this is a Gen X band and this is a Gen X game. Uh, so I feel like it is very much sort of telling the same story uh, and that they're coming from the same sort of jadedness about um, what are family dynamics like and what is wealth uh, and what it does to people. And uh, Dolores is kind of, I feel like she's the singer of 21st Century Digital Boy. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's classic Jason Elms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So good, right? It's I so love good. that song. Um, did anyone else have any screenshots by any chance? You said it. <laughs> That's it. It's just going to be me going. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Everybody, everybody. Uh, I take a lot of screen grabs. I think I sent one, and it was just me saying, oh, other characters have endings. Yep, that's true. true. That's true. I love that this was where you discovered this, though, because it feels like there was something about the game that was new to you this time, even though I don't understand how you missed it the first time. (laughs) All right, we're going through screenshots. Uh, I think, yeah, Jason, did you put any up? No, but I will. We just have Corey guide us through some. Okay. Yeah. Um, Wow, you have a lot. Yeah, I take a lot of screenshots when I play games, which is why I wanted this to be a segment. One, maybe this is my proudest accomplishment while playing this game, was that I noticed this little Easter egg for the games from last month. That there is a flyer from Mucus Phlegm Games, and it says, uh, Do you have what it takes to become a highly paid game programmer? Mucus Phlegm Games, the makers of hit games Three Lines of Haze and Behind Jaggy Lines, is looking for qualified applicants. And it has screenshots from uh, Ball Blazer and... What's the other one? Uh, Rescue on Fractalis. Rescue on Fractalis. So I noticed that and was like... I feel this is because I'm such a hardcore gamer, obviously. Exactly. Uh, I was very excited to have noticed this little Easter egg in here and recognized that this came from what we had just played. Yeah. And I'm using the Queen's Wii here because I did not play them, but I did watch a few YouTube (laughs) videos. Exactly. And I think it's even a Jaggy that's screaming apply now. Yeah. No, it totally is. That's awesome. (laughs) So I thought that was pretty fun. Um, so the next one over to your right is the picture of the um, puzzle dependency chart. This is the hardest part to produce as a podcast. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to do this, but it's going to be good. We'll post these on Instagram, and so people can go to our Instagram during this part of the episode and, and see some of these that we talk about. I actually, it's funny that the puzzle dependency chart is in this screenshot because that's obviously not why I um, screenshotted it. I felt like this was a perfect encapsulation of like academic life uh, where it's uh, it's Ray handing a trophy to um, Ron Ron Gilbert, 
and it says, hey, nerd, you won some kind of dumb award nobody cares about. <gasps> oh, oh, that's too real. And it's the most important thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also have a few screenshots of just silly things. For example, uh, Ransom saying, hey, those look like bouncing wangs. <laughs> that's not bleeped. That that's just... That's just that. That's a great moment. Or uh, I felt like this is actually this should be our cover photo on Twitter um, where it's just Dolores talking to Chuck, the AI, Chuck, the plant, uh, where she says, well, adventure games are cool. Who wouldn't want to talk about them? Yes, exactly. Exactly. It also I took a couple screenshots of the fact that there are multiple Corys in this game. That's right. None of them spelled your way. All spelled different ways? No, no, totally spelled spelled differently. Uh, Because no one spells it my way. Every time I find someone who actually does, I'm like, (gasps) Any other other screenshots? Screenies, as they call them. Mine weren't very good. Um, I took some. I was looking through them. I got really excited at the beginning when I saw the pigeons. Um, I like you taking five screenshots of Dolores' dance in hopes of recreating the the movement. (laughs) Because it wasn't timed exactly right, you know? And, And sometimes she just looks like she's standing there. So you got to Yeah. To get her emotion. Did any, <laughs> did you true. guys go through the books in the library? Did any of you? Yes. The first I, playthrough I did. Yeah. I almost suggested <laughs> that we each make a thing from the recipe books because I thought that was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. um, but my favorite screenshot of it was that one of the books was entitled how to scam your pet. <laughs> I was like, hmm, interesting. That's good. I feel like there's some good knowledge in there. I need that knowledge. Jay, I yeah. see there's some screenshots from something that's not Thimbleweed Park in here. Yeah, I was going to save that for what we're playing later, but I can do it now. Or what, oh, what else we been uh, by the way, in 2017, I was noticing in our show notes that we had a segment called Recommendation Station. What now? Do you remember that Did Recommendation get... Station? Yes, just things we like. Just things we like. So what if we took that and the segment we've been calling it for like three years now is what else we've been playing? Which is Recommendation oh. Station. It's <laughs> literally just a thing we say. It's not yeah, like the name of the segment. Recommendation Station's catchier. Yeah, recommend it, and that way we can throw in things like, "Oh, I've been baking," or "I read this book," yeah. or "This movie," whatever it might be. Like, uh, so especially because I asked Hannah, "Hey, what else have you been playing?" And she's like, "Parenting books." <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing Mom. <laughs> I'm going to start with the greatest game ever made, which right now it's in season two. By that time this is produced, it's going to be season three or four. It's a new season a week. And it is the amazing game and art and really, nay, lifestyle. Oh, I know what you're about to say. Please, please pronounce it right. I'm so worried. Please pronounce it right. I'm so worried. Blazeball. Yes! It is Blazeball. How else would you pronounce it? Well, some people are pretty blasé about the way they pronounce things. So many people say Blazeball and some say Blazeball. Why would you say Blazeball? It's like, do you not know what it's based on? So angry. So angry. Blazeball. Yeah, it's definitely Blazeball. This is the first group I've ever heard agree. (laughs) I've only heard people fight on this. this Why? There's no argument. All right. uh, Hannah, recommendation station. Uh, What else have you been up to besides obviously obsessing about this game? Well, I don't play a lot of other video games. Things that I've been working on currently that I would recommend, um, face yoga. Ooh. Face yoga? <laughs> face Go yoga. On. Is that like in the in Magic for Humans when he goes to things where they do all the life? Ah. 
So there's like a lot of stretches. And if you do it in bed at night, it will scare the person that's in bed with you. And they're like, what are you doing with your face? Excellent. Go on. Yeah. Um, it feels like self-care a little bit and allegedly may reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. Could, could you perform some of this for yes, us? Yes, I'd like to see it if possible. Well, the, this is great podcast. <laughs> it is. Ben, please do not <laughs> keep us from seeing this. You like go like this. You go, do like a lot of these describe gestures. Describe what you're doing as well. I'll, I'll just... No, no, no. She doesn't describe it. We describe it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you like, you do a lot of like this. It's hard to she do is, the glasses. She kind of presses rubbing, her palms. Rubbing her face like a cat yes. who's got gum on its whiskers. What's another, what's another motion? Show me another. This is good. There's a lot of like, like, like this. Uh-huh. Squeezing your eyebrows. Like, <laughs> like your eyebrows are pimples. <laughs> Big Ooh, eyebrow basically. pimples. Basically. Mm, dislike. It's better to do it when you like have a freshly washed face and hand. So you're not oh. like rubbing germ hands. Like just more oil and dirt into yeah. your face. Speaking yeah. of, I'd, I'd like to also use this opportunity to thank you for being an oh. essential worker and doing what you do. Oh, uh, you are working so Thank hard you. in such risky conditions right now, and I really appreciate it. Cheers to that. Thanks. And then, um, in addition to that, I have uh, in June decided to get our kids guinea pigs. Is that a recommendation? Maybe. Or nope. <laughs> but what is a recommendation is if you have small kids who can't safely carry guinea pigs around, you can make them each their very own little baby carrier. So I made oh. ring slings. A la miniature baby character carriers for the girls. Oh, that's so, delightful. It's adorable. I love everything about that. They love it. Okay, quick interruption here. This is Ben. I just wanted to say that Hannah had to leave because we had two kids come down here and interrupt us saying they had to use the restroom. One actually did already. And so there's some cleanup involved. But anyway, I'm going to stay down here and finish up the podcast. Uh, yeah. Thanks again for joining us, Hannah. Back to the pod. Recommendation station. Those are some good ones. Thanks, Hannah. Anyway, uh, another one I would say is Amazing Bread from Nick. I would recommend if you can somehow get Nicholas Gates to make you bread. Dear God. I saw him yesterday, socially distanced. I had to go up and get my car fixed in Grants Pass or in uh, Medford. He met me from Grants Pass. We breaded it up. It was great. Finally, and the greatest recommendation, again, sorry, Hannah, but this is just better than any recommendation we've ever had. Blazeball. Getting back to Blazeball. Not Blase Ball, Blazeball. Currently, I have over 30,000 coin. Uh, I've maxed out all of my possible passive income, active income, medial <laughs> income. I don't know what else is left. Uh, it's just the greatest. It's sports without the COVID. It's gambling without money. And it's baseball without stats. Yeah. Can I tell you, this is just how much I hate gambling and how stressed out <sighs> I, love I am about that entire concept is that even without any of that stuff, I played for two days. <gasps> you uh, did. I did. Yes. And my stress level was through the roof oh, and I kept losing and I was I'm like, I, this isn't even real. Why am I so upset <laughs> about this? And so I had yeah. to stop. <laughs> That's just like, I can't, I can't keep losing this imaginary money. I need to just keep what I have and bow out. But my team is, still tied for first in its league nice so congrats congrats yeah. jason's is not the lovers are having no. a rough season yeah we turned it around a little bit i mean yeah. we were like five and 30 yeah it was uh, rough. now it's a more respectable 28 and 69 yeah well, and when nice. you pick you don't know you just it's basically you're going by 
by the Nothing. name yeah. that you like the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which well, I almost went with the Hawaii one, but obviously Hades Tigers. <laughs> yes. And yours isn't an evil team, right? It is. Yeah, it's the king oh, of the Oh, it evil is. Teams. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like Hades, it should be, but it is. Yeah, that was. I went. Yeah, I accidentally went all evil. I can't even remember what my team's name is at the moment, but but we're doing well. I just nice. can't look at it because it makes me stressed out. It's stuff. It's blown up so quickly that the servers are down several times a day. Yeah. It's uh, so surreal. Like the whole thing is very. It feels like a welcome to Night Vale sport. Yeah, yes. for sure. Like there's just this. I'm waiting for like the glow cloud to come and like <laughs> cause problems in the games and like you know it, like it's it probably just, does too because yeah. uh, com- commissioners like every the the weather for every game is eclipse. Like mm-hmm. it's just like well, ever since we opened the yeah. forbidden book and Moab was destroyed and turned into a hellmouth. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. There's it does feel very much like like that. Um, yeah, they, I have a very like hipster moment with it because Jason and I started playing it during season zero. And we like, I got an invite to the discord and that, which is now it's just like a public thing. If you comment, they'll invite you to the discord. If you have like any feedback about the game. And so I got Mm -hmm. on the discord and there was like 20 other people on there. And we were talking about the game and a game would go into extras and we'd all be like, Oh, go Martin Figuera or whatever. Like, and we just like be rooting for people or like, Oh, I just lost 30 coin on this one. And now if you open it, there's like 800 people on it once. And it's just constantly just, you can't even read anything. But very much just like I was there before it was unreadable kind of moment. But Good times. Good times. It's a great, it's a Place great game. Place ball. Check it out. Uh, yeah, check it out. It is. It is. Place ball. Unless you hate You're gambling welcome. like me. Yeah. If you like gambling, but don't like losing money, place ball is the way to go. Yeah. If you can't even theoretically gamble, don't play it. That's a good point. <laughs> if that's a problem for you, don't check out place ball. <laughs> it's a really good way to gauge my stress level. It's not all caffeine. This is just my yeah. baseline. Yeah. yeah. You might not be ready for Horse Murder Simulator 2. No, I don't think so. I think I'm going to have to pass on that one for now. All right. What else do we have to recommend? Uh, I just finished Watch Dogs 2. Oh, Um, yeah. Is that a game or a... It's it's a game. Um, And I sent some images and screenshots because two of my favorite things about it. One, it takes place in San Francisco. I love it. Hey, Not not GTA where it calls it San... uh, Yeah. San San Andreas. Frankie. San Andreas, San, I don't remember what they called San Francisco. Yeah, San Andreas okay. was the entire state. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a, a region that they called the, the play area or something like that. Right. The Bay region, I don't know. Um, and they've got the Golden State Bridge or something. No, no, no. It's just got the Golden Gate Bridge. Nice. Uh, so that first picture is from the Point Bonita Lighthouse. Nice. I climbed oh. up the lighthouse and I took a picture from the top and you can see the Golden Gate Bridge. I woke up the, fr- the first day after you do the tutorial mission and I was in Sausalito. And it was called Sausalito. It says you are now in Sausalito. I was like, what? Uh, they've got that, that big rainbow bridge. They've got everything. The Robin Williams Memorial Bridge or uh, tunnel. Yes. Yes. I forgot they named it after him. That's right. Robin Williams. Um, and then uh, one of the missions, I got to graffiti the Golden Gate Bridge. Are you and, this character in the screen? Yes. And that's the you, other thing I wanted to talk about. Like, are you my brother? Yeah. Very, <laughs> you look like Devin. In a little bit. Yay. Well, he's a fantastic <laughs> character named Marcus. And it is... He's the rare example of a a black main character mm. um, in a AAA video game. Okay. And so I was actually thinking about trying to use Watch Dogs to talk about our black game developer section and spotlight oh, yeah. on them. And then Excellent. I did like 20 minutes of digging, and I don't think that they had one black game developer on this entire game. Uh, uh, now, well. they did have um, – There, it's not that there were no black people that worked there, uh, but I could find somebody in marketing. Um, I don't know what work they did. They clearly did a lot of work with people – talking through cultural appropriation and ideas. Mm-hmm. They did generally a very good job around race in this game. 
Okay. Um, there were a couple, you know, misses. For the most part, it was really, really strong. Uh, one of the things I liked about it is it's it's very much about Silicon Valley and surveillance. And at one point, um, Marcus enters a car, and the car uh, says that it can't tell who he is, that, that facial recognition has failed. He goes, man, you don't have any black developers in Silicon Valley? Come on, get it together. Like, oh, he just says that to himself. Yeah, so it's, like that. it's aware of itself, which is, yeah. uh, which is you know, a half-hearted attempt, at, but at the same time... Someone along the lines in making this game was like, ah, shit. Yes. And that's, yeah. that's worth, yes. worth yes. noting. Well, but there's, there is a lot about it, right? It talks about why he lives in Oakland and that his family's actually from San Francisco, but they were priced out of San Francisco. In the mm-hmm. uh, it talks like it's, it really does a lot with that. Maybe not enough, but it does right. quite a bit and quite a bit more than uh, San Andreas or, you know, comparable sure. kind of open world type games. Yeah. Uh, but just the joy also of exploring San Francisco. It was really, really fun. And I would rarely quick travel because I just wanted to drive around San Francisco. Nice. Felt Dude, really I got to check that out. It's, it's great. It looks and it was free two too. weeks ago. Which was it was fun. free? Um, it was. <laughs> 60 bucks right now. Ugh, God, I wish this was a video podcast. Ben's reactions to things are always just, just incredible. I <laughs> want for money. So that's good to know. And I, and I also don't want to give yeah, money to we're in a, to we're in a financial right crisis. <laughs> right, right. I don't know how you guys are doing over on the other states, but it seems to be we're having like a rough couple months over here in California. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Financially, yeah, and emotionally. <laughs> Just COVIDly, like everything. <laughs> exactly. Everything. Everything in California is like difficult right now. And I've also returned to Shin Megami Tensei. Of course. Um, so that's why I threw that has, has all roads lead. Yep. Uh, because month in the news, Shin Megami Tensei five is actually coming out. Uh, it was announced in 2017 as a switch only release. No news since then. And then last week it was announced and had a, Jason, an actual trailer. <gasps> yes. Can I tell you my sister Please? and I, my sister was controlling my computer. She's an it person. Cause we were trying to figure out why I have malware on my computer. Uh, and so we were sitting there and we were just chatting and whatnot. And so we had rebooted my computer and it opened up like Explorer or whatever the thing is that is in windows. If it's like their default thing. Uh, but it had all these news things. And like the first thing at the top of it was the Shin Megami, Shin, I'm not even going to check it. It was that, yeah. um, and that it was being released on the Switch, and both she and I were like, oh, Jason's going to be so excited about this. Yes. So just FYI, we saw it, oh. and I think I even took a screenshot, but both of us together, my sister and I, experienced seeing it and going, oh, Jay will be so happy. That's awesome. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I hope, I have a dream that maybe we would play that uh, as a month game, uh, but who knows? Uh, they're also releasing Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne, um, which was a PlayStation 2 game and has been difficult to play because nobody can play PlayStation 2s anymore. Uh, so they've remastered it. That's going to come out early 2021, and then a few months later will be Shin Megami Tensei Five. So it'll be a nice way for people to jump into it, see you know what the series is about, see if they want to invest some more money when the new one comes out. Um, but it's viewed as the best in the series. Nice. Ben, That's all bobbleheading. I'm just thinking of different sports that I can play. <laughs> Like basketball, <laughs> football, football, sure. Clocky, 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 ball? Yeah, volleyball. By the way, I found out this month Corey played a bunch of sports in high school. Do you remember this? Did she, yeah, did she plays softball. The weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I did play softball. 
<laughs> Sloth ball. That's the gross. Somehow we realized were you a, were you a that... butcher, a clatcher? What were you? <laughs> I was I love it. I, love I it was so slurred paste. For Blythe. Why is it so funny? Slurred. <laughs> Slurred uh, stop. Slurred <laughs> stop. Anything else? Recommendation station. Um, in terms of just random wrecks that we're talking about, uh, I recently read the book 28 Summers. I think it's 28. My Goodreads is not loading. Yes, 28 Summers by Ellen Hildebrand. And it was like... I was just 1,000% in on it. I was looking for, like, what I was looking for was a summer beach read romance nice, type yeah. thing. Because I was like, I love a good book set on Cape Cod where it's just, like, people going to the beach and, like, falling in love in weird ways or whatever. I'm not a like big a magical ro- mailbox with, like, letters that travel through time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. Best. Keanu, yeah, you know, that kind sure. of thing. Uh, no, I'm not like a romance person in general, but when it hits summer, I'm like, I need that beach read. And so I read a book called Beach Read, which was a giant disappointment. And then I read 28 Summers, which also is not exactly like your standard romancy whatever, but it takes place literally over 28 Summers going up to now. And one of the great things about it is I think if you're our age or if you're any age that existed from the late 80s on... The beginning of each chapter starts with a rehash of what people were talking about in that summer. Oh, that's cool. And so, yeah, each chapter as it begins is, like, very nostalgic. And especially, I mean, this is, I have a hard time even managing to communicate this to my students because it's very, like, difficult. But the 2001 summer, when it rehashes 9-11, she does it in this way that really captures just the complete emotional devastation that all of us sort of felt at that point when this happened, especially because this is basically taking place between Massachusetts and DC. So uh, like, and one of the characters ends up moving to New York uh, and dying in the world trade center uh, in it, which is not central necessarily to the plot. It's not like a, what's that terrible movie I think it might have been just called. No, no, it was. Oh, I was thinking it was extremely loud and incredibly close or whatever. Well, there's that one. Yeah, I feel like that one was actually maybe good, but I never read it slash watched it. But there was like the one with Robert Pattinson. Remember me where it's just like and then at the end he dies in the World Trade Center. (laughs) It's like, where did that come from? Um, It's not like that. It's not like an exploitative thing, but it's just sort of like paints part of the plot. And it's talking about like what this like. And she explains it in just such a way that like every morning I go for a walk around this park down the street um, and just like do a couple laps. And it's like three miles if I just keep doing laps in this park. And so I was listening to this book and I was walking and like crying because I was like, this is like so this is what it felt like. This is absolutely if I want someone to sort of like listen to or read something that explains what this felt like, she does such an incredible job of painting the picture of it. So it's basically, it's like a book about an affair, but it's like they have one weekend every single year that they get together in the rest of the year. They, they literally never talk to each other or anything like that, except for this one weekend a year. So that's part of it, but it's, it's just kind of going through this period of 28 years as they do this. Um, and it's just surprisingly beautiful and touching and it ends absolutely perfectly and is just such a compelling read about just people's lives and what they go through throughout their lives. So 28 Summers by Ellen Hildebrand. This is my 
recommend nice. if you're looking for your end of the summer read, read this book. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot about books. Can I do one? <laughs> I read a lot of books. I've already met my Goodreads challenge and exceeded it at this point of the year. So Isn't it over 50 for the year? This year I did 40, okay. uh, but I did that before COVID hit thinking, yeah, 40 seems like a good goal. And then COVID hit and all I do is read and listen to audiobooks. So yeah, I've already, I'm at 42 now. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, yesterday I just finished. So you want to talk about race by Ijeoma Aluo. Oh, really, I really Ijeoma good. Aluo. Very. Yeah. I've, I've seen a bunch of her, like as I was reading it, I'd find YouTube videos of her lectures and stuff and, I feel like I learned so much every single time, which my it says as much about me, maybe as it does about her. She's very, very smart, <laughs> but also I feel like I'm just constantly in need of learning. It's like, I want to say a primer for like white people um, mm-hmm. about black people and, and people of color as well. I mean, it's kind of the chapters are a great just like overall idea of what the uh, as chapter titles do. But like it'll be like, what is intersectionality or like is br- mm, yeah. police brutality really about race? Or how can I talk about affirmative action? Right. Why can't I say the N word? Uh, why can't I touch your hair? Like big, small, oh, like are not small, but like very specific things. I mean, yeah. very broad things. The third, second chapter is what is racism, right? So it's very, I think I read the book from a, not only like, do I need to learn a lot of this stuff and, and learn the language around a lot of this stuff, but um, how do I respond to the racist uncle? Those types of conversations yes. where I'm like, uh, that's so I know what microaggressions are, but how do I address them? That, you know, and like, how do I define what they are to someone who's never heard the word, who's like, who doesn't think cultural appropriation is a thing? So, yeah, very, very good book. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think we may have said that last time, but I feel like that's like the real, the real challenge is for white people to not just like put stuff on their Instagram and things like that to people who already like mostly feel the yeah. same or will just unfriend, but to yeah. be like, let's make Thanksgiving uncomfortable or whatever. Uh, you know, so that kind of stuff, I'm so appreciative of authors, especially, you know, black authors who put that out there. Cause there's stuff like, I mean, I'm a little skeptical of white fragility being yeah. written by a white woman. Um, and I think it's fine for your church friends and whatnot who don't, understand any of this and will only listen if it comes from a white person yeah. but for other people i feel like we're called to a little bit more than that and something like coming from her uh from idioma olua is you know a good way of being introduced to that from someone who actually is living this and is not just a scholar of it but like hey yeah this has been my life let's talk about it and she she mentioned at least once the idea that like when you have these conversations with black people don't, or if you offend someone and a black person says like, Hey, like, no, you can't touch my hair or whatever it might be. Don't expect them to tell you why and like, and educate you because like you said, like that's their life. They're constantly doing that. But also that's what this book is for. I'm right. taking yeah, time exactly. out of my day is, to educate you. This is, I literally lost like a friend of several years over a don't touch my hair debate. And she like doubled down so hard uh, to the point where she was a white woman who's a teacher in a mostly black area. And she posted a picture on her Instagram of a black child playing with her hair uh, and was like, see, it's just like it's just fun. And she claimed that like I had touched her hair, which I'm like, that's not true because I do not touch people's hair because it's gross. Because it's gross. That that was a good point in the book. (laughs) She's like, because your hands aren't clean and it's. Yeah, Why like would it's I want- just it's just gross to touch people's hair. Yeah, like yeah. I don't it's beyond whatever else it's is. It's really it, close but, to my face. 
Yeah, and I just feel like it's one of those things that, like, people refuse to think about all the implications in that. And that, like, legitimately someone was willing to completely lose me as a friend rather than acknowledge that, like, yeah, no, it's a it's a microaggression. It's a thing yeah. that, like, we deal with, and it's not the same as you being like, oh, here, black child who you're using to tokenize this. Like, yeah. play with my Play with my hair. So yeah, it's. I think books like that are really important. So yeah, yeah, good wreck, good wreck. It's it's amazing the lack of ability for white people to understand asymmetries. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You can't just reverse. I mean, that's that's. I'd let you do it to me, or what if what if right. I was this person yeah. or whatever? I'm like, yeah, it's not. It's not the same thing at all. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's a great point. All right, enough recommendations. Yeah. So uh, each month uh, we're going to. Sp- Spotlight a black game dev. Uh, I'm not sure if it will always continue in the future to only be black game devs. We will probably branch out into other people as well, but for right now, we're keeping it rolling. Um, and we are profiling this month Victor Burgos and uh, Burgos Games. Uh, they have a Kickstarter uh, called Nico Ghost Jump. And if you are listening to this now, the Kickstarter probably just closed. Uh, uh, sorry. But well, we did tweet about it. When uh, we... It closes in six days. Uh, so you've got time from when I'm saying it. And we, but, we uh, tweeted uh, it out, about it. right? And I think um, I think he actually tweeted back at us right before we started yeah. recording. Yeah, yep. So yeah, so very excited for that. Um, it looks really cool. It is a two D, three D platformer where one of the gimmicks is switching between two D and three D. So some cool. puzzles can only be solved in two D, some in three D, and you have to switch back and forth between the two modes. Um, I watched some gameplay footage. It looks really fun. It's got an incredibly international uh, team working on it. And I, I kind of want to know more about that story, just because as he's showing the video, he's showing people side from, quest. Side yeah. quest. Yes, yes. I think we will be main game. It, look for this early 2021. We will Dude, be playing. This game this. looks awesome. It really does. It looks like uh, like Mario 64. Yes, or it has some of those yep. Mario oh. games where it, like platforms left and right, and then goes like three quarter overhead type thing. That's really cool. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, so I kind of got excited about it. Um, so yeah, uh, check it out. It's 15 bucks. Uh, okay. to, to purchase the game as a backer. That's cool. Uh, so get on it now. Uh, you'll get a digital download in early 2021 at some point. Nice. Um, and it looks like they've developed a lot of it already. Um, they're also handling stretch goals well, where they're actually asking their Discord community uh, what they should do. do oh, that's awesome. That's, that's really cool. Uh, for instance, saying, hey, you know, if we make this extra money, it's going to push back the release. Would you rather have this as a free DLC in the future, or would you rather us push back the release? Uh, of the game and like having that conversation in the discord like that's just a very cool way of, of running these things they seem like good people nice. I love that so yeah that's that's what I got sweet and then what we are playing next month ooh treachery in beatdown city treachery ooh. in beatdown city and Jay yeah, I think you, it's available on switch there's other places too but who cares it's switch yeah, we're playing <laughs> it on switch switch because if Swatch. it's available on Switch, you know that's what I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, and Switch is always my default, so I feel great about that. It's a side-scroller beat-em-up uh, with radically leftist politics uh, yes. and a sense of humor. Beautiful. Uh, created by uh, the lead developer is a black guy, um, and it seems to be a fairly diverse group, the entire development team. It's, yeah, it looks really good. I'm excited to play it, and I've heard good things. So I feel think, great um, about that. Awesome. Woke Ringo. Is what you oh, hello. <laughs> Woke Ringo sounds great. I mean, nice. my sister's going to be very on board with it for sure because she oh, loved yeah. Ringo so much. Ringo's so good. So if I don't finish it, I'm just going to have her come into my place. And you won't know the difference. Perfect. Come back, Ed. <laughs> yeah, come back. Yes. Maybe I'll just tell her to play it. She can come back and 
That'd be fun. Yeah. Please do. All right. Super long pod. Thanks again to Hannah for joining us. You can check out our website for a list of uh, old episodes and kind of what else we're up to at menoflowmoralfiber.com. There you can find links to our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and as well as our email address, which is molmpod at gmail.com. Molfpod at gmail.com. It's dot com. Uh, <laughs> and check out our Patreon if you want to support us emotionally and financially at patreon.com slash mumph. As always, I have been Ben. I will be Jason. Me. And I'm a mighty pirate. And I'm just digging stuff in the entryway. Mostly holes. Then I bury them again. Ah, neat and tidy. Digging. Digging. So Doug. His name is Doug. Doug. <laughs> And he digs. Oh, God. <laughs> Dig. Oh.